My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Squantalust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. Today on Squanderlust, why the urge to procrastinate is a sneaky frenemy. And why putting something off is nothing to be ashamed of. Today we are talking about procrastination. I... Or oh, are we? Maybe later. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about something else first, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I read a great article on procrastination in the New York Times, and I wanted to talk about that today. Okay, um, let's let's do that. Let's let's crack on with it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, before we get to the actual article, okay, let's talk a bit about what we procrastinate about. Okay, because I know I procrastinate about all uh, sorts of things. Have you got three hours? <laughs> What what are you worst at, Martha? Oh uh, well, the things that that come to mind immediately are hanging up the laundry mm-hmm. and returning internet shopping. Oh yeah, laundry. You know when it's in the machine and it's mm. washed, it's quiet and it's hidden. Oh yeah, and that tends to mean that I don't remember it's there, mm. but also it's not a priority for me to go and get it and sort it out and so I tend to procrastinate on that and then actually just getting out the house and finding where I can take back my parcels to Mm. it's not a terrible job but it's not a fun job and I I do um, have a tendency to procrastinate on that one Mm. and obviously both of those have a potential financial cost you know we have to rewash the laundry sometimes yeah that's what I'm quite hot on getting my washing out of the washer and I think it's I just don't whatever on the risk of it getting to that mouldy smell stage. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have to rewash it. Well, that's it. I, I'm just I'm I am a bit forgetful, but I'm also a bit of a procrastinator. There is always a more fun job to do mm. um than than taking the laundry out. So yeah, occasionally things have to get rewashed. And and obviously there's a risk of missing the return window mm. with not taking your internet parcels back again. Mm. Which True. again is a financial cost to procrastinating. Yeah. These things. I used to procrastinate a lot about 
calculating and, and recording my business expenses for tax, but mm. I have learned better on that one. Yeah, it's just so painful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm. And getting in a flap on, on January 31st doing your tax return is just, mm. I, I did have one where I thought I was going to miss the, the deadline. Mm. Um, I think I actually paid the bill at, 10 past 11 at night on mm. January the 31st oh. and after that I just thought I'm never I'm never doing this again I'm never putting this off again I procrastinate on anything that involves answering emails I just I don't know what it is but I really hate my inbox and there's something about it that makes me feel very anxious even when it's just really ordinary stuff <sighs> I feel the same about post as well like physical post especially I think more so even about physical post because nowadays most stuff does come through email so when something comes in the physical post it's usually of a particular thing often something involving my flat which is usually a quite a stressful situation because uh, the management company had generally not that great and um <laughs> so whenever they send a letter it's like oh no oh no what's gonna happen but yeah I don't, I don't know like I don't really open post very quickly right um bad that oh I've wanted to decorate for I don't know like three years oh that's a yeah that, that's it's that's just, a big job yeah, yeah. I just can't because like to do the decorating there's a whole load of stuff that goes before that mm-hmm. like tidying and yeah. cleaning yeah and moving stuff into a corner. Yeah. And no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. Maybe in three years' time. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely mm. see all of that. But today we're going to make ourselves feel better about procrastinating. Aren't well, we? we we are. We're gonna we're gonna find some some tricks to help ourselves to procrastinate less around this, and especially how to procrastinate less when it comes to things that may have a financial impact mm. for you or may already be having a financial impact because that is one of the things about managing your finances. We've talked about it a lot before. It's all ongoing stuff, mm. right? So procrastinating on one thing can lead very easily to a missed deadline, a missed payment, mm. or the opposite, an, an ongoing increasing cost. Mm. Like that... not decorating. Like I am certainly not nipping that in the bud. It's mm. just getting progressively shabbier. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be more work involved yeah. the longer you put it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not going away. I uh, procrastinated on updating my internet supplier and ended up paying for over a year paying a really expensive tariff on that and mm. that was not great so yeah there's absolutely costs to procrastinating mm. i wanted to talk a bit about the difference between procrastinating and deprioritizing because it's very easy to get confused between the two different types of putting something off but mm. they're quite different psychologically mm. and they feel very different to do mm. Um, and sometimes when we procrastinate, we tell ourselves we're deprioritizing something, mm. but we are just procrastinating. Mm. So I wanted to be clear about what the difference is and how the difference feels when you do it, because deprioritizing is completely fine, mm-hmm. but procrastinating can be a real problem. So the way I like to think about it, when you make something not a priority and you put something off in an active kind of clear-headed way in order to do something more important, you have a net positive effect. Mm -hmm. So you can, you get a feeling that this is a good and right choice. You get a very pure feeling of relief when you choose to make something Mm. less of a priority. Yeah, because it's like 
choosing to do something more important being the crucial part of that, not just choosing to do something else. Yes. It's more important. Exactly. And even if the something that is more important is having a break for a little bit, you are still doing that in an active and conscious, controlled way where you understand that having had the break, you will be refreshed Mm -hmm. and then you'll be better able to tackle whatever the thing is that you've deprioritized Mm. and all the other jobs you have to do. It's about saying, no, no, right now I need refreshment and then I will be refreshed to get on with it. And you don't have any lingering sense of lying to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas with procrastination, you don't really believe yourself when you tell yourself that. Mm. You can tell yourself, oh, I just need 10 minutes in front of the TV or I need to spend some time playing a video game and then I'll be refreshed mm. or and even feel better. Like when you're at work on your computer and you're like, oh, just go on to a social media site for a little bit. It's kind of still the same thing because you're still looking at a screen yeah. and you're still sitting down. It's not really taking a break, is it? Exactly. That's usually an avoiding thing. Yeah. Whereas procrastinating is, as you've said, it's choosing to do anything rather than that job. Mm. When you procrastinate, you're procrastinating about a a that job mm. that you don't want to do. There's this sort of nasty undertone of like guilt and shame, even if it has a bit of a sugar coating of relief that, oh, right now I'm not going to do that job. Mm. There is a sort of underlying sense of, oh, but I should be. Mm. Oh. I just at this point as well wanted to talk about guilt and shame, which yes. we're, which is going to come up yes. quite a bit talking about this stuff. I read and watched and listened to a lot of stuff by Brene Brown, who's a social work professor in America who's written loads of books. Um, I really like her stuff. I think it's really, really important. She writes, she specialises in shame and overcoming shame or or not overcoming it, but mitigating it and like reducing as much in our lives as we can. And she defines shame as this um, profound sense of that you're not worthy of love and belonging, that you don't, you know, people don't like you, love you and that you don't belong to, to that. But she differentiates shame from guilt by being shame is... I am bad. Intrinsically, I am bad. And guilt is, I've done something bad. So one is related to your entire being. That's shame. And guilt is related to your behaviours. And guilt has been shown to be motivating. Like if you um, feel guilty about doing something, you will take a different action to do something else and you're motivated to do something else. But whereas shame is very paralysing and it, it, it leads to other very unhelpful behaviours, but not actually resolving the situation. So we, those two kind of, that, that differentiation is going to sort of crop up along the way here. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's a really interesting separation and goes back to the things that we've been talking about a little bit about fixed and growth mm. mindsets as yeah. well, because yeah. I am bad is very fixed mindset. Yeah. Mm. It's an unchangeable quality about yourself. Mm. Whereas I have done bad the guilt side that that's much more of a a growth mindset thing like I have done bad but I could do differently in the future that's Mm. that's a very different mindset aspect Mm. so I like this I like the linking that Mm. we're getting across Mm. our themes it's almost like we're all connected to everything yeah in our brains it's (laughs) also almost like the various theories that we are using to put together this podcast might actually link up with each other and therefore support each other and yeah. reinforce each other yeah. in a way that implies that they are useful and genuinely have some value. But, but, on to procrastination. 
The thing that was in this New York Times article that I really liked was they talked about how procrastination isn't laziness or poor time management. It's actually a failure to manage the negative emotions mm. surrounding doing a particular job or activity. Mm. And I think that's great because I've been, as somebody who has procrastinated a lot or and, and admittedly somebody whose time management could do with some work, I've been called lazy quite a bit. And I've had people try to teach me better time management because of things that I've procrastinated on that Mm. have affected other people. Mm. And that has not really addressed the root cause of me procrastinating because actually it wasn't a failure of managing my time always. It wasn't certainly wasn't about laziness or or lack of motivation to do the job. I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people relate to that situation where you have something that you don't want to do that you're procrastinating over and so you work really really hard at something else when the classic one is writers where um their houses are never cleaner than when they've got a deadline Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) i I always used to have like really well polished nails when it was exam time at university i'd always like every different color and always very neat perfect yeah, and I, I'm sure, you know, that's a, a familiar one as well. I will do all my other filing mm. when I should be, you know, doing my expenses spreadsheet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working and I'm still working really hard, but I'm not doing the thing that really needs to get done. And that is what this article is saying, is that actually we procrastinate because we're not managing the negative emotions around a job Mm. that we have to do that we don't want to do. And that's the thing that needs to be dealt with. It's not about, you know, getting motivated or or overcoming laziness or Mm. about poor time management necessarily. So I think there are two main reasons why we procrastinate and we'll deal with sort of simpler one first. And the simple one is... Just because the thing that we are procrastinating about feels hard or unpleasant or scary and we struggle to deal with how hard or unpleasant or scary it is. And I think for a lot of people, when it comes to money management stuff, that is a big barrier to get past, right? Mm. If you don't really know how to do something, you're not sure how to get started, it feels important and scary. I mean, I'm just thinking right now, pension savings, a lot of people or, or choosing some kind of savings vehicle for the future. Buying financial products in general, people understand that there are risks involved in in actually committing to some kind of financial product and mm. they will put off making that commitment to mm. that particular product because it feels hard or scary or unpleasant mm. to deal with that. And every year that goes by is means less for the future because you've not been yeah. paying in and you know it's just getting worse. And, yeah, ah, exactly, exactly. I'm just going to paint my nails now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and because most things do get worse when you put them off, or at least you will have more time to get anxious or more time to worry or generate negative emotion about it, which will then attach itself to the thing. The negative emotions grow, the cycle continues, you continue to procrastinate. So, yeah, just at a really simple level, if you have expenses to input into a spreadsheet and you don't do it, in the intervening time, you'll probably spend more money, the pile of receipts gets bigger, dealing with it is more work, you need to spend more time on your expenses, 
the job is getting bigger and more unpleasant all the time that you put mm. it off. And, mm. and so that's an obvious procrastination cycle. There is a more, slightly more complex and psychological one. I mean, I think the first one is just really easy. And, and the answer to the first one, we'll, we'll talk about answers in a minute, but the answer to the first one is, is easier, I think, to come up with. But the more complicated and, and psychological one is a bit trickier. And this is where if you're feeling down about yourself already, if you are already feeling like you deserve to have bad things happen to you, if you have a sense of shame about mm. something else. Mm. This again is that division. This is where the shame comes in and the previous right. one is much more guilt-related. Guilt 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 -like. yeah. yeah, it's a behaviour that you can change, whereas this is coming into... Internal uh, Yeah, this is, some, stuff. you know, I deserve this, I'm not worth that yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. And, and so anybody who has experience of low self-esteem, depression, any of those kind of issues... One of the things that you might relate to is when you're feeling really bad about yourself, you may procrastinate as a way to punish yourself for whatever this nebulous thing is about which you feel bad. So procrastination can actually be a way of like harming yourself or punishing yourself for some kind of nebulous feeling of unworthiness that you may not even really know that you have, but if you're feeling down, procrastination is a way of kidding your conscious mind into going along with doing something that is actually self-harming. Mm. And your conscious brain is saying, oh, I'm just giving myself a break or I'm just, I'm just delaying doing this thing that, is hard, that feels too hard right now. Mm. But what your subconscious brain is doing is creating a situation in the future in which you will be harmed. And it, it's totally a cycle as well, right? You sort of beat yourself up because you feel guilty or ashamed about something. When you procrastinate, you can create inconvenience or risk or potentially you let someone else down. Mm. Then you have created something else to be ashamed about. Because mm. mm. letting someone else down is, when I talked about the definition earlier, like the mm. being unworthy of love or belonging, that's when you make yourself unlikable. Yes. And you, you don't deserve someone's love and attention because you've annoyed them or let them down because yeah. of the thing that you've put off like that's shame that's like yeah. classic shame exactly exactly mm. and even just creating the risk mm. that you might let someone else down yeah because yeah. um, it's a feeling about that mm. in the person it's you know you feel that that's the case it doesn't it, whether it's the case or not is actually almost irrelevant yeah you feel that way which you can feel by not even having actually done it but running the risk of doing it yeah yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, because you've done this thing which gives you something else to feel ashamed about, your subconscious mind latches onto that and says, we are bad, so we deserve more bad things to happen to mm. us. Mm. And then it will look for another way of creating situations in which you will be mm. harmed. So you may not even realise that's why you're procrastinating. It's one of the reasons why procrastination is so hard to deal with mm. is because he's almost out of your control like yeah. it feels like a compulsion mm. I know um, I, was, I was just thinking this feels like that kind of almost like addiction feedback loop you know if you think about you know times where you've got into a bit of an overeating thing or maybe you've been drinking too much or smoking too many cigarettes or whatever it's that kind of you fall into that hole to a point that you feel like you 
don't deserve to come out of it almost and yeah. using those substances these things which can be quite pleasurable sometimes as a way to almost punish your yourself and you know physically harm yourself by not looking after your health exactly and that's exactly the same cycle because mm. you've got the in the moment physical mental pleasure low-key pleasure aspect when you when you do procrastinate on a job that you don't want to do you do get a little bit of momentary relief or you know you get the moment of enjoying not actually doing the thing Mm. but you also are in that place of as you say sort of spiraling into and I don't deserve to have the positive outcome of having this thing done Mm. it's not just I'm giving myself a break on some level by not doing it Mm. I also I don't deserve the better life that I will have when this thing is fixed Mm. whatever this problem is Mm. and of course with money this is incredibly damaging Mm. and I when I read this I thought I really suspect that this is part of the reason why some people's debts spiral out of control. Debt advisors talk about debt denial, where somebody is really almost incapable of engaging with the idea of fixing their debt. Yeah. Mm. So I think this this procrastination idea, um, procrastination as a kind of self-harm, just really ties right into that, that debt spiral, debt denial... And for me, just a light bulb really went on when I read that article. I thought this is really, really smart yeah. stuff. Yeah, because it's so easy. Again, it's kind of one of those sort of society we live in things where people get flagellated about procrastination, flagellate themselves about it. Oh, when, yeah. But in this way of, of, yeah, you are just being lazy and not getting on with it. You're not a winner. You know, that kind oh. of stuff. Yeah, like... Um, horrible (laughs) gag reflex but it is you know like all of these things that we've talked about you know to do with money it's not making an excuse this is going on in you you know this this is at play inside your brain and if you don't actually come to terms with that confront that look at that think about that you aren't going to get you know better with your money or get where you want to with your money let's say you know, not saying good, bad and things like this. But yeah, it's, you know, it is it is an actual obstacle. Yes. Well, I think the the other thing about this is I was thinking about people who think that when we pick apart all this psychology that we're just overcomplicating something and you should JFDI, mm. right? Just flipping. Do just it. Flipping, for those do it. who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. But actually what we're doing is taking people to a place where they can yeah. just flip and do it. Yeah. You have to unpick the stuff. Yeah, you do. To dump the baggage. Yeah. To then be able to move on. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So let's talk about how we can unpick some of this and if you recognize that you are procrastinating, mm. how you can go from that slightly compulsive or or um mindless or, or denying place with regard to your procrastination to getting into a better space for the future for it. So the first thing is, I think, trying to shift from a shame to a guilt place. Yeah. With it. Yeah, which sounds like, doesn't sound like you're really gaining anything there, but you are. (laughs) (laughs) So go from I am bad to I have done something that was not good. Yeah. And then forgive yourself for it. Exactly. Because in the article, the New York Times article that Martha mentioned at the beginning, self-compassion, which is basically kind of forgiving yourself, you know, letting it go and, 
Not not as much as letting yourself off, but that feeling of, you know, you know what, it's happened. Just park that, say, shouldn't have done that, but, and move on. That There was a study that was done by psychologists that they found that students who'd procrastinated but then forgive themselves for procrastinating actually did more study the next time their exams came around. So, yeah, like forgiving yourself is not letting yourself off the hook. It's actually helping yourself. Yes. And and to, you know, I think there is too much framing forgiveness. It's like getting away with it, but it's not. It's like you can't move on without forgiving yourself or other people in any situation, really. Yeah, exactly. So to come back to the two different types of procrastination we talked about, we talked about the, the simple one and the complicated one. With the simple one, you want to think about, well, what is it about this task that's making me procrastinate it? Mm. Is it because of an anxiety about the job? And so you have to think about, then what can I do to reduce that anxiety? Do I need to get more information from somewhere? Is it that um, I'm anxious because there's something I don't know about this? Am I anxious because I need to get some advice from somebody? And, you know, you need to talk to somebody who just knows a bit more than you about whatever this topic is. Do you need to actually think through the next steps? Sometimes the reason we're anxious about something or the reason we are procrastinating about something is we haven't really made a break, a detailed breakdown plan of what the steps are. So mm. we're thinking two or three steps ahead mm. and then we can't see how to get there. And that makes us not want to do the job yeah. because it feels too big. And the reason it feels too big is we can't see the little steps that will take us yeah. take us there. I read something the other day, somebody talking about how they found it um, really motivating to think about, so they had their steps, but what about when I was a few of those steps into it, what would it feel like to be have those things behind me? And then mm. they found it actually much easier to then do the things that got them to that, like focusing on that feeling of how nice it would be to have done them made them yeah. go and do it. Visualising themselves in a position of doneness on some of it, at Ooh, least. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember where that came from, so I'm sorry if I'm stealing someone's idea there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's genius. Um, I think I have heard it before, but I really like it, and I, I, yeah, I'd forgotten it. Definitely, that's great. We're full of the smarts today, aren't we? I know. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you forgive yourself for procrastinating. You're just full of gold. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then there's this one, which I, I really like, which feels scary, but it actually is great. And I'm going to thank Tara Moore for this one. Talk through the catastrophe and out the other side and keep asking, then what? So think about this worst case scenario that's haunting you about whatever this task is. And then say, okay, what would it look like? And what would I actually do in the event that it's happening? Because often we, we get to the catastrophe and then we'll, that's when the mental curtain comes down mm. instead of saying, how would I cope with that thing? So, for example, if it is taking out some kind of long-term financial product, okay, say that product didn't perform the way you wanted it to perform and five years in you, you look at it and you've been spending a bunch on fees and charges that you hadn't noticed and, you know, you've not had the returns that you expected. Well, that's not great, but... You can do something about that. You know, you can swap it out for something else or maybe you could stop paying into it or, you know, get some advice from somebody or make a complaint. You know, mm. there, are, there are ways around these things. And maybe it wouldn't be, you know, even if it wasn't the perfect product, maybe it would still have created some value for you. You know, it, thinking through the then what aspect of it is helpful to help you think about, oh, there will be an outcome and also life will go on. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Only the end of the world is the end of the world. Exactly. 
So let's see if, if the thing you're doing is creating some anxiety for you. If it's just because it's an unpleasant task, you need to potentially, again, break it down into smaller chunks. You know, if it's that pile of receipts, just do five mm. or just do one. You know, maybe you do need to just flip and do it <laughs> because it won't be as bad as you think it is if, it, if it's making that phone call. Oh, I've got to phone my provider and try and renew my contract, whatever it is. You know, maybe it just won't be as bad as you think it will be. Or, as you said, imagine the, the joy of doneness mm. with this one. When it's not hanging over you, how great will that feel? It might be that you need to get some accountability or even just some companionship in, mm. in doing the crummy job. Yeah, if anyone wants to come and help me paint my flat, <laughs> let me know. Because <laughs> that's the only way that's going to happen, is if someone comes around and we listen to terrible cheesy 90s tunes. Oh, I love and, that idea. Okay, Martha's coming. The uh, <laughs> offer is rescinded. <laughs> oh no, I volunteered. <laughs> she fell into my trap. <laughs> so moving like then on to the second... The second form, the complicated, psychological, shamey, shamey type of, of this. If you're feeling bad and you're using procrastination as a way of, of hating on yourself, I just want to reach through the microphone and give you a hug. <laughs> I really do. You don't deserve all this hate and mean treatment. You don't deserve to be driven into whatever kind of trouble you're driving yourself into, especially if it's some kind of financial trouble, you know, that is, you don't deserve that. Mm. You're as deserving of care and kindness as anybody else. This is where Brene calls it being enough. You're enough. You are enough. enough. You are enough. Everyone's enough. Like now, how they are. It's not, everyone is worthy of being liked. Yes. And being part of something. Yes. Yes. And it is, you know, it's kind of, it sounds a little bit maybe cheesy and deeply meaningful, but it does push that aside. If you can engage with that feeling, it really will help push yeah. aside the feelings of shame that make you procrastinate in a very complex, self-harming way. Yeah. And if this is a regular feature of your life, do consider therapy. If you're not already talking to somebody, at least consider calling a helpline or something. There are people who can listen while you unload some of this stuff. So do try and find someone to talk to and know that you can break this cycle, particularly if you can try and and shift this from a shame mentality to a guilt mentality of of saying, you know, it's not that I am bad, it's that I have done some things that were not great. Mm. But it's also, interestingly, you can break this cycle really at any point. So... This might be a bit difficult, but it's possible to decide that, yeah, I have, I feel shame, but right now I'm not going to let that feeling of shame make things worse. So I'm going to stop procrastinating just in order to not let the shame get me and say, you know, whether or not I feel the shame, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop it from, from making it things worse for me. You can cut off the cycle at that point. You can... Obviously, as we've talked about a lot, let go of some of that shame because it's the cause of the procrastination. Try and forgive yourself. Mm. Um, And then you will probably find that the urge to procrastinate diminishes as a result of feeling that that sense of forgiveness. Now, that, again, can be very difficult to do. But 
hopefully some of what we've been saying today will will help a bit with some of that. And then you can try this one. I I think this is a bit of a a funny one. It's a bit of a visualisation. Imagine your procrastination urges as a person. Right, procrastination often, like so many of these things, kind of turns up as a, a voice in your head telling mm. you to do certain mm. certain things. And the procrastination urge can feel like it's a kind of fun friend who wants you to have a good time mm. doing fun things instead of doing the boring, horrible job that you're procrastinating on. But if you can envisage, instead of imagining your procrastination urges as a person who is a friend who is fun, imagine them as a kind of sneaky frenemy. Somebody who pretends that they want you to do things you enjoy instead of the things that you don't like. But really, they're looking for a way to mess up your life. They're looking to keep you poor and stressed because they're kind of a bully. And then don't let them win. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, while I was sitting there listening to that, I, I did that. And um, the image I got was of Timmy Mallet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, some of you may be younger and need to Google him. But uh, yeah, got that. A really annoying person with a squint baseball cap and a mallet, a, a spongy mallet. Wow. Mm, okay. okay. So my procrastination is Timmy Mallet, turns out. Wow. That's an insight for everyone there. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, mine is a kind of mine is a classic high school mean girl. Oh right, yeah. She's trying Regina to Regina George. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine is totally. So she she's she's trying to manipulate me into doing something. She's like, oh, the cool kids are all mm. sacking off whatever boring thing is that you've got to do and coming and doing this mm. other thing. Once you see that procrastination is not about laziness, it's not about poor time management and beating yourself up about being lazy or about managing your time badly is actually perpetuating that cycle, you can start to turn it around. You know, because you don't deserve that harsh, mean treatment, you do deserve kindness and care. If you start seeing those unpleasant jobs that you've been putting off as actually caring activities that you do to make your life better, Mm. it's a good reframe and will help you to to step forward. Mm. So... Make a little bit of a pledge, shall we, Alex? Okay. Yeah. Let's, you and uh, your Regina, me and my Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's tell them to to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll. Uh, I will even if you really want me to. I will help you decorate your flat. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> How that's a week on Saturday. You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.